five, four, three, two, one. You already know who it is. Cadbury's Flake Lively, Pink Floyd Mayweather, Gravity Bong Jun Ho, Dim Curry. You are very welcome to Punkathetic Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's going to be a great episode tonight. Um, I had been thinking that it's been a while since we dealt with true crime in a serious and scary way. And saying as I didn't observe Halloween in any way, shape or form this year, which I am disgraced about. Like, I mean, it's shocking, but it is what it is. What it is. Uh, Skankfest took a lot, a lot of budget, a lot of finance, so and uh, can't be too sad about any of those things. Make sure you stick around to the podcast. I will eventually get around to um, recapping everything that happened at Skankfest. Uh, it's just basically going to be me for an hour being like, and then I fucking met such and such from that fucking podcast. Got a fucking fist bump with him, no photo, but whatever. Like, there is, you know, interactions between me and some comedy legends that are well worth talking about, like... I think, anyway, you know. And maybe you did it as well because you hit play on this. So, thanks for that. It's going to be a good night. Alright, here is a breaking story in the world of MMA. Just before we get too far down the road with what else we're doing here tonight. Pollyanna Viana has made quite the claim about Kobe Covington's desires in the bedroom. Pollyanna Viana... Colby wanted me to finger him in the ass, but I did not want to. He got upset. So, that's the most believable thing I've ever heard in my life. God only knows what the response will be to this. Uh, I'm sure knowing Colby Covington, it'll be inappropriate. He'll go overboard and it'll just be terrible. So, uh, interested to hear who's he going to fight next, most likely. Um, they want to make him versus Chimaev the fight on the same card as the Usman Edwards rematch. So uh, he, he looks like it though. Like see, when you, see every time you see a photo of him now though, you'll just be like, "Yep, yeah, that's yeah." Probably should have called that one ourselves ages ago. Now let's see. Yeah, sorry, that screen grab just caught me there again. You know, it's sitting here in the notes, and it's like, hold on, let's just address this as quickly as possible. But probably clicked on the show because of some sort of provocative episode title that I've yet to come up with yet. I'm thinking maybe just something moody like serial killers, colon, in their own words. And until unless I have a better idea between now and then, that's probably what it what it'll be. And so just, you know, one of the biggest episodes I ever had on here, one of the biggest responses that people still talk about was uh, Dutch much where it's way back in like the episode like the 30s maybe even before that the 20s we're in the, like this is 54 now i want to say um no actually this will be later than that i don't know i've lost track okay but uh see if all you guys need to know out there is that we're as of right now we're at 391 listens 1391 listens 1391 i would love to hit 1500 by christmas so i'm gonna pump a bunch of episodes out and starting with tonight there's going to be a bunch that i really take my time with and i wanted to get a different angle than uh, a lot of people do with serial killers so i was examining the role of the media in a bunch of serial killers cases and then i was like right fuck it what i'll do is i'll just jump in 
and I'll look up the letters that they wrote to the media, to the police, whatever, you know. So it's like where that trope from movies and comic books and shit comes from, uh, where it's like, you know, the Joker sends the video to the Gotham Gazette, etc., etc., etc. So they actually just found it harder than you would have realized to find the own words. I think law enforcement and cops must try and sit on those things so it'll become manifestos. And uh, But we did find some. We got six of the biggest serial killers in history profiled, going through a couple of different things, going through their aliases, their body counts, their methodologies, and their own words, ending always on their own words. So that's about a 30-minute segment that you'll have coming up. Then I'm going to put some sound effects too to keep it moody. So happy Halloween. Enjoy it. And uh, top tip uh, top tip for afterwards. Go to YouTube and look up a movie called Frankenhooker from 1990, I want to say. Horror comedy. One of those uh, classic B-movies about the tragic tale of a man whose girlfriend gets dismembered by an automatic, artificially intelligent lawnmower. And he puts her back together. Uh, saves her brain and puts her body back together from parts of various dead hookers so pretty great show that's the one thing i wish i had done now looking back well i wish i'd you know had a party and gotten dressed up again but it just wasn't to be this year and i do i still regularly dress up as the bride in an adult kill bill pajama onesie that i got for halloween last year so i think i'm still ahead of the game for that uh yeah, so that's, uh, that's what's coming up. It's just it's going to be that. That's already recorded. That's done and dusted. Um, did that nice and sober and somber as, you know, befits a uh, thing where we're <laughs> trying to create light entertainment out of a whole bunch of people getting murdered. Um, but it, So that's coming up. We've just got one or two things I want to talk about here, first of all. And then that's going to come up. And then we've got a little bit of a whopper watch just as a bit of a palate cleanser before we ride out into the sunset. Uh, hopefully this won't this episode won't get too long i'll be able to save myself from uh talking too much shit absolutely zero promises on that front as per usual uh, <clears throat> so you know how the internet is like semi automated these days like could we turn off the internet there's a question for you like genuinely could we just turn it off no i don't think so like i mean no right because of AIs and because of robots that crawl site texts and look for keywords to present new articles and how like how like Wikipedia articles can be turned into YouTube videos, like automatically having robot voices read them, etc. And 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 so came across one of these the other day that uses um like I don't know how to describe it, like a, a program or a like a dot exe. Is it like what's the word like a script a coded script to um go through the global database of podcast episode descriptions trying to pull out the different topics that are in the podcast so there exists now <laughs> in the world dozens of web pages where it's like punkadelic podcast up against like hardcore serious stuff just because I've been pithy and mentioned the serious thing in the episode bio. So, like, seriously, there's a page out there now where it's like, uh, top 10 most recent, top 10 recent podcasts about Arlene Foster. 
and uh, Punkadelic Podcast is in there for one week. She featured on Walloper Watch. God knows what I said. Like, probably used the B word, probably used the C word, probably used the stupid S word, you know, but ugly F, you know, God knows. So, yeah, that's Cream Crackers. Punkadelic's out there making its mark felt in the world. That's the stuff. And so, uh, with that horror story, let's get into uh, our feature presentation for the evening. Punkadelic Podcast presents Serial Killers in Their Own Words. Yo, what's going on, everybody? I thought it had been a long time since we did any true crime content on here, or maybe it hasn't been that long, but it, it feels like it. And the last time we really did that was, I feel like they were more conspiracies than anything else. Um, in our episode, Speedy Fagan, You're a Dead Man, we told three stories, including the Ibadan Forest of Murder in Nigeria, the Metcalf Power Station attack, and... Uh, Ah, the third story escapes me right now, but three very spooky stories. But is there anything spookier in the modern canon than serial killers? Now, I think that the age of the serial killer is over. Mobile phones, cameras, credit cards, it's it's too much to expect of anybody these days. But they're a very definite feature of uh, a particular period in American history. And so tonight what I thought we'd do, seeing as we didn't mark Halloween in any way, shape or form, seeing as there's been a lot of fun on here recently, a lot of crack, a lot of uh, walloper watching, I thought we could let it get really, really, really grim, gruesome and bloody for one episode. So what we're going to do now for the next while is go through six of the most prolific serial killers in history. And we're going to examine the things that they said to... The, the media, the police, the public at large, we're going to break down their own words and um, just let that stand, let that hang. We're not going to comment on it too far, but um, we'll give you a brief introduction to some of these guys and then we'll give you some of the truly horrifying, spine-chilling things they've said, one of which is like a victim, uh, excuse me, a, a letter written to the victim's parents describing how he ate her in, ate her? in detail so it's bananas it's um it's truly shocking so without further ado then let's just get started jack the ripper aka saucy jack aka the white chapel murderer aka leather apron body count five confirmed potentially more status assumed dead cannot confirm as remains unidentified. Methodology. Attacks described to Jack the Ripper typically involved female prostitutes who lived and worked in the slums of East London. Their throats were cut prior to abdominal mutilations. The removal of internal organs from at least three of the victims led to proposals that their killer had some anatomical or surgical knowledge, in his own words. The primary, the primary reason that the From Hell letter, the so-called From Hell letter, stands out more than any other that claimed to be from Jack the Ripper is that it was delivered with a small box containing half of what doctors later determined was a human kidney which had been preserved in spirits. One of the murder victims, Catherine Eddowes, 
kidneys had been removed by the killer. And this is what the letter said in full. From hell. Mr. Lusk, sir. I send you half the kidney I took from one woman. Preserved it for you. T'other piece I fried and ate. It was very nice. I may send you the bloody knife that took it out. If you only wait a little while longer. Signed. Catch me when you can, Mr. Lusk. Albert Fish, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Vampire, a.k.a. the Werewolf of Wisteria, a.k.a. the Grey Man. Body Count. Fish was a suspect in at least five murders during his lifetime. He confessed to three murders the police were able to trace to a known homicide, and he confessed to stabbing at least two other people. Fish once boasted that he, this is his own words now, had children in every state, and at one time stated his number of victims was about 100. However, it is not known whether he was referring to rapes or cannibalization, nor is it known if the statement was truthful. Status. Definitely dead via electric chair. Methodology. Fish continued to administer his own beatings to himself, but began an unhealthy relationship with a telegraph boy in 1882 when he was still a teenager. This older teenager introduced him to the sexual practices of urolagnia and coprophagia, the consumption of human waste. That's uh, drinking piss and eating shit for the Punkadelic podcast fans at the back. Eventually, his sadomasochistic tendencies led him to an obsession with sexual self-mutilation. He would regularly embed needles into his groin and abdomen and flog himself with a nail-studded paddle. At one point, Albert Fish abducted a young man and tortured him for two weeks. The budding killer mutilated the other man's body and cut off half of his penis. Then, as suddenly as he had arrived, Fish disappeared, leaving the young man with a $10 bill for his trouble. I shall never forget his scream or the look he gave me, Fish later recalled. By 1917, he was having difficulty concealing the symptoms of severe mental illness, leading his wife to leave him for another man. Fish's self-harm grew thereafter from pressing more and more needles into his groin to stuffing wool covered in lighter fluid into his anus and setting it on fire. In his own words. So this is Albert Fish, the the Brooklyn vampire, the werewolf of Wisteria. And he was convicted for the murder of this young girl, Grace Bud. We'll read the letter in full, but the gist of it is that he's talking to this couple. He's about to prey on their son. He wants to take them. So he makes contact with the couple. He has a house all set up for murder and torture uh, further up the state. So he gets there and he's approaching them just like a, a failing out sort of approach. This new married couple that are new in the hood in New York or Brooklyn. And he gets there and the son isn't there. And he sees that they have a young daughter. So he says, let's on, that he is attending his niece's birthday party in the city that day. And would young Grace like to go with him? 
So the parents agree, and they never see Grace again. However, those parents do get this absolute nightmare of a letter from Albert Fish, which we'll read now in full. My dear Mrs. Budd, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was one to three dollars a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under twelve were sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or girl under fourteen was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and just what you wanted would be cut from it. A boy or girl's behind which is the sweetest part of the body, and is sold as veal cutlets, brings the highest price. John stayed there so long that he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven, one eleven. He took them to his home, stripped them naked, and tied them up in a closet, and then burned everything they had on. Several times every day and night he spanked them, tortured them, to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the eleven-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and of course the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten except the head, bones and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass. Boiled, broiled, fried and stewed. The little boy was next and he went the same way. At that time I was living at 409 East 100th Street. He told me so often how good human flesh was and I made up my mind to taste it. On June 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street and brought you pot, cheese and strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat on my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her. On the pretense of taking her to a party, you said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in the closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run down the stairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite and scratch. 
I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take the meat to my rooms, cook it and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though I could have if I wished. She died a virgin. William Herons, a.k.a. The Lipstick Killer Body Count Convicted on three counts of murder, although the waters are muddied by the talks of the administration of sodium pentothal and spinal taps without anaesthetic while in police custody. Indeed, you know, Herons, when you read a few of the different reports, he seems maybe like a bit of a simpleton and the cops maybe rolled in as a scapegoat. Um, don't quote me on that, of course. I didn't, you know, I, I, I got involved with these stories for a little while, got what I needed out of them. But yeah, definitely convicted on three counts, the lipstick killer and the own words were left at a murder scene. So if it wasn't this one guy, somebody wrote this. So, status, dead, died in prison. Methodology. Victim 1 was stabbed repeatedly. Victim 2 was shot. Victim 3 was kidnapped. A ladder left beside the bedroom window with a note demanding $20,000 in ransom. Several phone calls were made to the house looking for the ransom. At that point when those phone calls are made, which are potentially prank calls, it's believed that the third victim had already been murdered dismembered in a in the basement of a nearby building in the laundry room and done with such surgical precision that there's no blood splatter in there there's blood certainly but the patterns etc indicate that this was somebody who was an extremely skilled butcher hours after the event after the murder the cops started finding the body parts in different sewers all across the city her arms wouldn't be found until a month and a half later. In his own words, this is what the lipstick killer wrote on the wall in lipstick at the scene of his second victim's murder. For heaven's sake, catch me before I kill more. I cannot control myself. Dennis Rader, a.k.a. BTK, which stands for Bind torture, kill, a.k.a. the BTK killer, a.k.a. the BTK strangler, body count, 10, status, incarcerated, methodology, binding, torturing, and killing, as the name suggests. When he murdered a family of four, he tied them all up so that they were immobile, and then began to strangle them one by one. This guy got some sort of sexual satisfaction by watching the life leave people's eyes. Part of Raider's method were bondage selfies. Police found several photographs that Raider had taken of himself in bondage. According to some news outlets, Raider would often relive the ecstasy of the murder by taking photographs of himself in the victim's clothing and recreating the murder scene for these photos. BTK is definitely media friendly if such a term applies. He once sent a victim or he once sent a photo of a victim's corpse to the newspapers. In the photo she's in a state of undress 
and the paddy hose he used to strangle her are still visibly around her neck. Extremely creepily, he also alerted the media and police to one of his victim's murders by sending a Barbie doll in a state of undress and hanging from a section of pipe. Later, they would find one of his victims hanging from a section of pipe in the same state of undress. He admitted to his first murder by writing a two-page confession and leaving it in a library book in the 1970s. And because the BTK is so horrible, I would like to tell you that he was ultimately caught by the metadata left uh, on a letter that he wrote to send to the cops on a floppy disk. Undermined by a floppy disk in, I think, 2005. In his own words, those three dudes you have in custody are just talking to get publicity. They know nothing at all. I did it by myself and with no one's help. In the next paragraph, which is unfortunately redacted, uh, Raider describes the Otero crime scene in detail, including body positions and conditions. So essentially, details that only the killer could know. I'm sorry this happened to the society. It's hard to control myself. You probably call me psychotic with sexual perversion hang up. Were this monster enter my brain, I will never know. But... It here to stay. How does one cure himself? If you ask for help that you have killed four people, they will laugh or hit the panic button and call the cops. I can't stop it. So the monster goes on and hurt me as well as society. Society can be thankful that there are ways for people like me to relieve myself at time by day. Dreams of some victim being torture and being mine. It a big complicated game, my friend, of the monster play, putting victims' number down, follow them, checking up on them, waiting in the dark, waiting, waiting. The pressure is great, and sometimes he run the game to his liking. Maybe you can stop him. I can't. He has already chosen his next victim or victims. I don't know who they are yet. The next day after I read the paper, I will know, but it's too late. Good luck hunting. Yours truly guiltily. P.S. Since sex criminals do not change their M.O. or by nature cannot do so, I will not change mine. The code words for me will be bind them, torture them, kill them. B.T.K. You see he added again. They will be on the next victim. Keith Hunter Jesperson, a.k.a. the happy face killer. Body count. Eight confirmed, although Jesperson has claimed he's got up to 185 victims. Status, incarcerated. Methodology, strangler, which he practiced on animals as he grew up. He confessed by writing on a bathroom wall hundreds of miles from one of his first victims. When this failed to elicit national media attention, he began to write letters to the media and the police, all of which he would sign with a smiley face. The attention was a huge part of it for the highly disturbed man who grew up in an abusive household. Okay, so what we have here is the first page of one of the letters to the media, and then we have that original confession written on the bathroom wall. And I just wanted to jump in here with a comment to say that the first, like, these are 
it's not even the entire first page. Uh, I've actually had a lot of difficulty trying to find this. I thought that their own words was a cool angle to attack this subject from. But cops and law enforcement actually, I think, try to sit on these so that they don't get out there and become, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Manifestos for copycats. Okay, then a handwritten letter. I would like to tell my story. I am a good person at times. I always wanted to be liked. I have been married and divorced with children. I didn't really want to be married, but it happened. I have read your paper and enjoyed it a lot. I always have wanted to be noticed. Like Paul Harvey, front page, etc. So I started something I don't know how to stop. On or around January 20th, 1990, I picked up Sonia Bennett and took her home. I raped her and beat her real bad. Her face was all broke up. Then I ended her life. By pushing my fist into her throat, this turned me on. I got a high. Then panic set in. Where to put the body? I drove out to the Sandy River and threw her purse and Walkman away. And I drove the scenic road past the falls. I went back home and dragged her out to the car. I want to know that it was my crime. And then it cuts off. And then that original confession scrawled on a bathroom wall hundreds of miles away. I killed Tanya Bennett. January 21st, 1990 in Portland, Oregon. I beat her to death, raped her and loved it. Yes, I'm sick, but I enjoy myself too. People took the blame and I'm free. And that was, of course, signed with a smiley face. The Zodiac Killer Body count. Five confirmed dead, two injured, possibly 20 to 28 total dead, and personally claims to have killed 37. Status. Unknown, possibly still at large. Methodology, shootings and stabbings. To an editor at the San Francisco Examiner, he claimed to be collecting souls to be his slaves in the afterlife, also included a warning that if the letter wasn't published on the paper's front page, the killer would go on another spree. The Zodiac, who was known to have killed five people in Northern California and who claimed to have killed 37, was also known for his puzzling cryptograms and ciphers, some still unsolved. But now in 2022, a lot of those have been broken open and we've got the full wording of two of those for you right now. In his own words, I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. To kill something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise and all, the, all that I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop my collecting of slaves for my afterlife. And then there's a little bit of gibberish they haven't got quite um, deciphered yet. And then here's another one from the Zodiac. 
I hope you are having lots of fun in trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show. Which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise so they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life will be an easy one in paradise death. DXM, what is it good? And I was just like, is it good? <laughs> is it good? Have you ever heard where the hood at? Anthem. <laughs> you know, like DMX, like, fucking hell. I am on fire recently, absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, I think that got the solid eight or nine likes on Reddit that it deserved. And, like, I'm just karma farming over here on Reddit right now. Like, I'm at 990 karma and I just can't seem to get up anymore. <laughs> Nobody wants to like my comments. So I'm just going to have to, I don't know. I just don't know, but that's my personal Reddit, so don't even worry about that one. Although, speaking of... There have never been more ways to get in touch with the show. We are pretty much out there everywhere. We're out there for listening everywhere you get podcasts for a start. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, CastBox, pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. We are already there. We have got a Reddit or slash Punkadelic Podcast. Find all of our links in one place. Google Linktree slash Punkadelic Podcast. That'll also take you to buymeabeer.com slash Punkadelic Podcast where you can support our podcast financially. Trying to raise money to get a new microphone, second microphone, so we can bring guests on take this thing to the next level i think we're at about 18 percent of our goal on that one so that's a long way off i don't really ever expect anybody to use that but it's there and you also find letterbox where i'm doing movie reviews in 50 words or less i still since i i've been on a recording buzz here recently so i actually have not watched any movies lately so i don't have a new one or a fresh one to bring you and you can send in a voice message that can be included on the show uh, using the link in every single episode bio if you're listening on Spotify, rate the podcast five stars. Every single rating we've received so far is five stars. It's a five-star podcast, everybody says. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you can review the podcast in a few words, that'll be great too. Wherever you're listening, if you can subscribe to the podcast, and then the biggest thing you can do to support what we're doing here is to simply share it with people that will like what's going on, like the crack. And that's pretty much it for that one. And now moving on to the best segment in podcasting, it's Walloper Watch. They live in your community. Get the fuck out. They comment on your posts. <sighs> Their parents feel them. Fucking disgraceful. They are Wallopers. Have a fucking word with yourself. Alright, you're very welcome to Walloper Watch, the best segment in podcasting. The part of the show where we're asking, what the fuck? What the hell? Who did that? Why for would they do that? And 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 all of the important ones. It's a part of the show where it's time to look at the stupid things that are written on the internet, the background noise of the internet. We're not looking for outright hate. We're looking for pure downright stupidity. And this week we've got some crackers. So if you're not clear on what a walloper is and why we'll be watching it, just hang about. If you you'll hear a couple of entries and you'll start to get it. So number one. I guess we've been on a ticking time bomb until this guy's been on here. Um, 
Oh, removed. It's been removed from Reddit. And this was, of course, going to be about Andrew Tate. And my only point was going to be, fuck, his voice sounds so stupid. Like, so it was some spiel about... Uh, <laughs> it's actually wild. Like, um, it's probably completely for the best that he's banned off everything and fucked off. But then also... Half of us would never have heard of this balloon if not for the banning and the throwing off every single network. Like, I just, um, I'm not starting off for him, not at all. It's just, I'm like, it's mad that we have to care about this in any way, shape, or form. But as I said, it was like, anyone that says he's not a woman beater should have looked at that clip because he was just like, it's not, it is, and his dumb, stupid voice, which is like a hobbit voice. Like, he has a West Country English accent, but like, tempered by years and years and years and years of wanting to be american so it's like uh you know we get in the bedroom i uh, she'll be like talking about sex and i'll just be like listen oh well i'll kick the fuck out of you here and now right now as a man and you're just like this is too fucking much like get fucking gramwise gamji out of my face like Anyway, what the hell? He's trying to pal about with Sugar Sean O'Malley now, and it's just like, oh no, you know Sugar Sean's not smart enough to <laughs> not get sucked in by all of that. Oh shit! It's tough being a fan of mixed martial arts sometimes because it's like, oh, these guys are cool and driven, and uh, you know, there's a lot to like about what's going on here. And then it's just like, oh, they do get punched in the head for a living, so sometimes you gotta take the rough with the smooth got our favorite guardian journalist on the go here again i feel like i'm giving emma fucking beddington a real hard time lately uh, but you know like every single time she proves my right so right now this article this new article is a, from the t- 28 and a half grand sex chair to the four grand mini bar snacks goop's gift guide just keeps on giving It's all too easy to make fun of Gwyneth Paltrow's wellness empire, but what the hell, I'm going in. So, low-hanging fruit, she's admitted already, and she hits it up front. I'm conscious that the Goop Holiday gift guide has become so knowing, so tongue-in-cheek, that the parset is to play into Gwyneth Paltrow's gold-painted hands. Uh, The whole thing, gold-painted hands, the whole thing is plainly workshopped to death at Goop's oatmeal and leather and blonde wood Santa Monica headquarters to create the precision tool blend of outrage and aspiration that gets GP column inches. Right? And that's what you're doing right here, right now. Yeah, so it's like, is she decrying this or not? Because the last paragraph here is, it leaves me wondering, are they okay over there? It's almost as if GP has realised the guide is a bit unseemly in the current permacrisis and left it to a gang of confused, possibly malnourished underlings. Get a grip, Goopies. We need your absurdity. I'm going to need you to unpack that sentence. We need, we need Gwyneth Paltrow's wellness brand. You people think I'm joking when I say that this woman is cracked. I recommend a course of Moon Juice Brain Dust, $55 in her trademark Cool Dude Brackets. Emma Bennington is a Guardian columnist, yeah, not fucking much of one, as I've said before, and I'll undoubtedly say again. Because last week, last time we had her on here, she was yapping about the closing down of the Turkish baths in England. And it's just like, well, was that not unseemly in the current perma crisis in England for, you know, you to be suggesting that, uh, it was a national tragedy that 
a place where you can go to pay £7, which is a half-decent meal at the supermarket, uh, to go for a bath. Like, so, I mean, the Gwyneth Paltrow's wellness brand and Emma Beddington's Guardian column obviously at very, very different ends of the scale, but it's the same shite bag attitude of, like, middle class, oh, you just need to get away from it all and treat yourself, and it's like, you know, sometimes the answer is not like a bath and a smelly fucking candle lick. And to suggest so is uh, unseemly. Thank you. Thank you, Emma, for the word. So from my very favourite new subreddit, if you've been on here, I do get a lot of the Walloper content from Reddit. It's a fascinating, fascinating place. Like, I love it. It needs to be explored. Like, uh, you know, like the wreck of the Titanic or something. It's just freeze it in place like it is right now and send a full like whatever size that is send that in a time capsule for archaeologists in the future that's what we should leave if we want to just leave one thing anyway i digress what i was loving over there recently is or slash meth where it's like people taking meth people trying to find meth people looking for advice about meth people putting up pictures of their arms ruined with holes where they've been injecting meth videos of young people young girls smoking meth and tons of people getting horny on meth trying to find people to sext and talk to or meet up with and uh, so underneath the picture of a young girl put up there today who didn't look too methy like but you know sometimes you can just be karma farming on reddit so that's not too too worry too bad but there was just a one comment that really 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 made me laugh so yeah it's a girl um just has the goods out all the goods out and uh, that's not important the picture's not important but that's just for context then so from user mr gandlega uh, i'm so horny that i can sex three hour non-stop <laughs> it's just like go back to india bob the gene get out of here and uh some other good comments on here i see the meth hasn't gotten to your skin yet it'll be interesting to watch you progress from a normal hoe to a used up meth hoe and i'm here for it <laughs> Uh, you are fucking retarded. <laughs> I think that's like a compliment, right? Well, it has to be a young person. Fuck, I definitely fill you up, sexy. Anyway, there you go. Or slash meth. Oh, my least favorite, from my most favorite subreddit to my least favorite subreddit, uh, flashlights. Fuck, I hate these nerds. So uh, some dude has put together like a... Uh, what's the word for it? What is the word I'm looking for? Again, like um, like an AI that he fed all of the Reddit conversations about flashlights into to generate a infographic, a graph, and it's a, the top 30 most discussed flashlights on Reddit, and then it's a diagram showing them, and I was just thinking, like, that's shocking in and of itself, but that's not, that is not going to make for good podcast content in the slightest, you know, but it's like, probably like a couple of episodes back the biggest baddest most knob jockiest comment you could ever read will probably be probably be on this article and i was absolutely fucking right you know i never go looking for wallopers i it, it, it they fall into my lap it's getting almost too easy uh but you know it's just what the hell is going on in some people's lives right how are these numbers calculated is it based on individual posts started about the light only, or is it based on mentions of the flashlight in total across posts and comments over the course of a year? I find it hard to believe that the TS-10 was only mentioned 79 times. 
And does it take into account times where the model was mentioned when it's a common enough model that most know what it does? Or does it only account for ones where someone says the brand and model together? Edit. If you're purely using that linked source and aren't the one that made it, then it's understandable if you don't know the answers to these questions. I'd be skeptical of the source though, looking at the numbers without knowing how it came up with them. Yo, get a life. Get a fucking flashlight that could light up the way out of the darkness that is your life right now. Balloon. Flashlight nerds. There's so many, so much Star Wars stuff out there in the world and these guys are going bats about fucking flashlights. It's just, I'm not into it. I don't trust it. I don't like it. I was kind of scrabbling around for content for this episode because I wanted to do the serial killers thing, but I also want to try and keep the episodes compact these days and i just didn't have a spunk my load on a couple of walloper watch episodes in a row so i just didn't have any fools saved up and i thought the serial killer episode needed a bit of a palate cleanse on the back end because there was a lot of like a lot of a lot, lot of the lot of the a uh, lot of rapes and murders and uh torturing and you know it's just like you know you don't want to spend too long looking at the darkness in case it starts looking back like so what i thought it would do to try and bring a bit of levity to the podcast was go and have a good look through Adriana Chechich's comments, which I figured would be just absolute dumpster fires at the minute. So if you don't know, let me catch you up real quick. Adriana Chechich is a hugely popular porn star, maybe currently ranked, probably currently ranked in the top three on Pornhub, if you go there right now and check that out. Um, she's like responsible for bringing more extreme stuff into the mainstream over the last while or partly responsible for it i think that's a fair enough comment to say because like she's always on the front page of porn sites and it's always like you know 18 person gangbang including double anal triple vaginal all that sort of fucking wildness so yeah that's Adriana Chechich. you know she's out there doing her thing she's an adult movie superstar and then recently she's at a TwitchCon, you know, because they're not just hoes anymore. They're all Twitch streamers. Um, God, you gotta love the internet, right? Where was it going with this? Oh, yeah, so she's at a Twitch live event. Like, you know, her, she's there and everyone, just a bunch of porn stars there and micro celebs and Twitch stream celebrities and they're all talking about Twitch and how great Twitch is and it's a conference and yada, yada. So there's like a... She's at like a thing where there's like a ball pit like you would have jumped into as a kid and she jumps in there after like a shoot or whatever and nobody at twitch or whatever the specific booth was told anybody uh that there was like only a very very thin layer of balls and then like tons and tons and tons of fucking very hard concrete so she's jumped in there hard enough that she's broken her coccyx like she's out of the game like forget it i think it's a broken coccyx maybe even spine um well we look up the nature the true nature of the injury yeah uh yeah just look up adriana chechich on my girlfriend's computer here that's fucking sound uh adriana chechich incident twitchcon here we go i i'm probably pronouncing that right is wrong wrong also adriana chechich Sorry, well, Adriana Chechik, the streamer and adult performer who broke her back in two places after she jumped into a foam pit exhibit at TwitchCon this month, revealed that she was pregnant at the time of her injury. She said she Saturday had to terminate the pregnancy to undergo surgery. Good God. Twitch are going to get so fucking sued. Good fucking God. I did not know about that. I probably wouldn't have even started down this. 
if I know not unknowingly pregnant. Okay, so I think that's a little bit better. But as you can imagine, there are like just tons of super helpful guys out there offering her support in her comment section right now. And, you know, it's a time when she most needs to hear book recommendations from random Indian guys. So here's four pages of screenshots worth of those comments. From all the time I have seen you, you have always been a symbol of strength. I believe in you, Queen. Everyone here is rooting for you because they believe in you too. Next guy. A little bit of me died inside hearing about this tragedy. Jesus Christ, dramatic much? Please, get well soon. Again, you know, a little bit of me died inside. Don't make it about you, bro. Next guy. You have always been an athlete. It's time to use that drive, motivate, and succeed on a daily basis. I am sure you're surrounded by great physical therapists and doctors that know how to help heal that body properly. I am hopeful for you... I am hopeful for you to have daily victories leading back, leading to weekly slash monthly triumphs that get you back to 100. Hashtag never quit. Next guy. Next guy. I am an Italian disabled person, disabled from birth, and who has always followed you. I'm sorry for everything that is happening to you. But the courage you show is the right recipe to overcome every difficulty that life presents us. In your words, I review my every day, my problems, but the determination we have inside and the closeness of those we love and those who love us is the best medicine. For me, things will never get... And then it cuts off, but it's just like, oh my god, that wheelchair guy was probably just like, oh my god, I can't believe it. It's my moment. My con And then just fucked it. Burly makes sense. Burly, good English, fucking hell, where'd you learn that? Absolute balloon, get the hell out of here, you fucking shot your shot and overshot and lost, forget it, balloon. Uh, next guy, sending positive thoughts to you forever, from <clears throat> sending positive thoughts to you from over the seas in the UK, you got this lovely lady, you got this, three hearts. Next guy. Thinking of you every day, heart. For reading material, the book of Job, you have a lot in common with him lately. Winky face. Yo, get out of here, somebody's fucking granda. Seriously, writing on Adriana Chechich's profile about what Bible verse she read? Out, and what in the name of God do you mean she's got stuff in common with the book of Job lately? I'd love to hear that expanded on. Should reply to that guy. Next guy, take your time. Like you said, if you're not ready, you're not ready. Just had shoulder surgery and I've had to learn patience real fast. So be patient, take it one day at a time, and before you know it, you'll be doing some of your normal things. I know you'll do fine, so be patient and never doubt yourself on what you can accomplish. Yeah, but it's a broken back, like. Adriana Chechich's job is getting her back blown out. That's the crux of the problem here. So normal things. I don't know if she will be getting back to doing normal things. The next double anal might kill her. Next guy. You're going to be just fine. Trust me. I can see it. Dude, could you see when you took that profile picture? You looked like a fucking deliverance monster. I mean, the hills do not have eyes. They've got like little tiny black pits. Ugh. 
Ugh. Excuse me, but ugh. Um, next guy. God bless you, my abundantly. May God heal you and recover your health soon as possible. Take care. Next guy. And about the only half useful comment here. Sue Twitch. Oh, I'm sure they're going to settle. <laughs> I'm sure that's not going anywhere near court. Although, she could, can she force it to go to court? Or can they just like keep putting the money up because... Fuck, it's a tough one. Jury of American peers could be against her for being a porn star. But she's definitely like in the right over the whole incident thing, I believe, was my reading of it. Anyway, more advice here from Randomers for uh Be patient, be patient, girl. You will heal and acquire a virtue. Wink, kiss, three hearts. Next guy, Big Cease. You're definitely in my prayers and I wish you all the best. Hashtag this too shall pass. A broken back. You don't know that, like. You don't know that for sure. That's not definitely guaranteed to pass. Toxic positivity. Next guy. All them back shots and this is what did my girl in laughing or crying face. Maybe that's where I got that joke from. Next guy. Wishing you all the best beauty and sending healing vibes check the new earth by Eckhart Tolle not the time for book recommendations sir I send you a lot of this next guy I send you a lot of love believe in you even if it's difficult you are not alone heart heart and then a hug emoji next guy brave a photo without makeup respect Adriana fuck off bro pictures without makeup all the time Where's, we never commented on my shit some guy that hasn't heard the news make a scene with dread I don't know who that is but some stud probably next guy I'll take care of you forever heart slide in my DMs there's two replies to that that aren't in the screenshot but I'm guessing neither of them is from her next guy you're a champion on and off the screen keep you chin up and you'll be back better than ever in due time. Next guy. Best of luck. We are praying for a full recovery. Next girl. Order yourself HP Lovecraft books. They helped me get better when I was in the hospital. Well, at least help take my mind off of things. He writes amazing short horror stories. And his book Call to Cthulhu was amazing. Well, listen, idiot. It's the call of Cthulhu. So get the hell out. Or is it? Hold on. Let me make sure. Yeah, exactly. Call to Cthulhu. Get out. So there you go, that's just, like, what are these people, like, what, there should be no reason to be hanging out in Adriana Chetich's comments right now. Check out this guy's Facebook status. Some people need to learn how to flirt with me better if they ever want to get with me. Don't insult me, lol. No wonder I prefer to masturbate over my own ego than get with anyone. I'm so fucking hot, the best of the best come after me, and even they can't handle me. Laughing my ass off. I don't pay strippers. They pay me. I teach them how to do their job. That's how good blank is. And just from the context, I'm thinking that um, that's him using his own name in third person. So it's like, that's how good Lenny is. Jesus Christ. What are you doing, sir? What's going on? No wonder I prefer to masturbate over my own ego. What does that mean? What are the physics involved there? 
and we're gonna go out tonight on some straight up just good old-fashioned craziness here's a uh, from the good old us of a which you know is a very sane country of course uh from craigslist thirty dollars two bedrooms trump voter needs low income roommate thirty percent of your blah blah Straight as an arrow, white male looking for a non-libtard soy boy roommate. Low income apartment, meaning you pay 30% of your income capped at 650 bucks. I'm not just looking for a roommate, but someone I can vibe with. I'm a conspiracy theorist, anti-vax and mask motherfucker, NBA and Mortal Kombat enthusiast, ex-jock hooper, I don't support BLM garbage, I enjoy coochie. Don't apply if you aren't down with my flow. Also, no music unless it's quiet and your door's closed. This is a peaceful only environment, you dig? I'm on disability, so I'll be home mostly all day. It's cool if you are too, it's actually preferred. No tobacco smokers or drug addicts. Alcohol and 420 vape is fine in moderation. Can't bring friends over that suck or girlfriend not allowed either unless you want to, unless you want to run a train on that thing. In brackets, kidding. I'm a single incel, so don't tempt me. Prefer a male roommate unless you're a bitch with a thin waist, a cute face with a big ass who wants to get smashed on the daily. Other than that, I ain't trying to catch feelings. Tell me some things about yourself like, what's your hobbies? Are you single? Your income and job? Political leanings? Ethnicity? This is a low income apartment, so you can't earn more than 20k a year. Email me if you're a down-ass MF, age between 30 and 40 is preferred, but I'll make an exception to anyone who's not a douchebag. <laughs> so there you go, there's Kenny fucking Powers is looking for a roommate. Alright, listen, that's it and that's that, Punkadella Files. Don't forget, you know where we are at all times. Get in touch with the show any way you want, anything you gotta shout at me about, get on there. Get on to the Reddit and start using that. And uh, we'll be back again soon with much more Punkadellas. But until then, peace, love, Punkadelic.